Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is the Sarah Carter Podcast, and I'm so happy to have you with me. This is our fourth podcast, and we are doing great. We're hitting all kinds of numbers because of your support, and I can't tell you how much I love you and love it that you're listening. I, um, you know, last night was a big story. Uh, this is This was actually huge. So this week, General Mike Flynn the government was going to turn on him and uh, basically requested that the courts change him from a cooperating witness to a co-conspirator in the case of his former partner, Bijan Rafikian. He actually calls himself Bijan Kian. And by the way, I haven't heard a lot of good stories about this guy from sources. So there was there was this big commotion in the courts. Uh, the defense attorney for Mike Flynn, Sidney Powell, went ahead and wrote a brief in contention of the government's request uh, to turn Flynn into a co-conspirator and laid out that the government basically had been calling him a cooperating witness for months. I mean, this is this is incredible. So for months, they've been using Flynn. Flynn has been cooperating with the government. But because he did not agree with where the government was going, because he did not lie, according to Sidney Powell's brief, because he did not compose as Judge Sullivan once said about the special counsel, and give them what they wanted to hear, they turned on him and they said, no, you're no longer a cooperating witness. We are gonna charge you as a co-conspirator in the case. Well, guess what? The big news, the big news on Wednesday night was that Judge Anthony Trenga, who was uh, overseeing the case of Bijan Kian, uh, basically told the government to go pound dirt. They said, he said, you do not have the evidence that's sufficient enough to call Mike Flynn a co-conspirator. You have no evidence of doing this. And secondly, there's not even evidence that the government of Turkey actually paid Flynn Intel Group. These were two huge developments and a big win for Mike Flynn. Very exciting news. Um, the big news, the big news Thursday was that the White House is hosting a social media summit. This is huge news, folks. This is really big because we have seen over the last year, especially a targeting of conservative voices by corporations, some of them public like Twitter, to shut our voices off. I have been shadow banned. I know that Representative uh, Congressman Mark Meadows Devin Nunes, Jim Jordan, they have all seen this shadow banning by Twitter. We've also seen Google targeting conservative voices. Uh, for example, on my website, sarahcarter.com. I hope you guys are there. I hope you're reading my stories. Uh, all of the new breaking news is on there. All the work I'm doing on Russia. We have huge stories coming out next week. Huge. So please, please be on the site. But let's go back to this. The White House Media Summit, Social Media Summit, is to find out what is going on and to find ways to have our voices heard. So basically the left and these companies, which is something so unique, we've never seen this before, that private companies built on capitalism, built on great American ingenuity, are now in control of silencing the voices of conservatives not because there's dangerous content. And I'm going to tell you at sarahcarter.com, one of the stories that we wrote, Google tagged as dangerous content. And they basically said, if we didn't pull the story down, 
that they were going to withdraw all advertising off that story and this is how they do it so they basically try to run you out of business they shut they get you to pull your story down and if you try to fight them by the way if you try to fight them it could last up to a year so you won't even have a remedy they'll just basically shut you down so I don't want to keep talking because I have the most amazing guest in studio with me today. He's an incredible American, a great entrepreneur, a Christian who has spread these amazing values across our country. He's found ways of doing it through film. And by the way, his pillow is amazing. My pillow. I think you know who I'm talking about. The great inventor, inventor, not founder. Mike Lindell. <laughs> well, it's great to be here, Sarah. And I got to say this, you're looking good. I knew you would. Oh, thanks so much, Mike. He's so great. You are too. You're looking great. You look happy. You you seem like uh, you got the world at the palm of your hands. Tell me a little bit about what's been going on this last year. And, and first, if you could just hit on just a little bit about what happened to you with social media and basically yeah, banning you, your voice right and they, and uh, I've been uh, I've been banned uh, shadow banned like you say I, I goes back I had the movie on plan that's right and, but before that every because I got so behind the president and and everything he's doing it and I found out I was basically they were keeping me like speaking inside of a church I like to tell everybody what the great things that are going on and I was uh, they'd put up fake Mike Lindell's and they would be he'd be bad mouthing uh, you know the uh, the left or whatever, which oh, I don't so do. Oh, so explain that. that. So yeah. fake Mike Lindell. Yeah, they put up a fake a fake site, and then they would that site would be ba- bad mouthing uh, the left. And I'm going, and I don't do that. I just say all the good things going on, the great things that are going on that we're living in right now, the great times, the greatest revival in history. Well, it got up to this last election, and. I mean, my friends would never go up. I mean, my likes on Twitter, you know, they would just stay there. I'd be on this big national show, and I, would, I think I'd go down 100, you know? <laughs> wow. So and, you didn't even see an increase. Yeah, and now, then, did you, were you verified? Um, yeah. And then finally, after this came up with Unplanned, when Unplanned launched, we were taken down off Twitter for two hours, and I sent a thing out. I said, Jack, could you please look into this? And uh, kind of gave him an out, right? Well, two hours later, it came back on, and... I said, thank you for checking it out. You know, I kind of gave him a, an out or whoever did it. And then, uh, lo and behold, at which I've been asking for a blue check for about two years, uh, I got my blue check. So it took two years oh, yeah. for the inventor of my pillow yeah. to actually get verified right. by and it Twitter. Was, and it was crazy. horrible because even my pillow was getting copied, too. They gave that a blue check now, too. And, and uh, it's not just Twitter. You got... Crooked Google. I mean, I could tell you about Google. You have to have a, th- if you're an entrepreneur in this country, you have to have a thousand SKUs to get up in the Google marketplace. So I can't even buy my own ad word up there. That's like being in the 1970s and I say, okay, you can all pound ads on, uh, on th- I can say that you're the biggest guy in town. Go pound ads on everybody else's houses or businesses, but you can't advertise on your own. It is so bad. That's all your big one, overstock.com, walmart.com, jet.com, all these places that have a thousand SKUs or more. Is that, that's crazy. So they can't even put up their own? I can't even put up my own ad on that platform, on Google Marketplace. It's like a, it's like a a monopoly. It's it's a monopoly. And I have, 
And I don't even know who to talk to. I don't know where Mr. Google is. Yeah, me neither. I don't know where Mr. <laughs> Google is. I don't even know who I was talking to. I right. was I was yeah. I was saying we gotta fight them. We gotta right. fight them right. when they tried right. to Post dangerous content on my Absolutely. site, yeah, which, face- by the way, it wasn't dangerous. Right, I'll, and I'll Facebook, write about that Facebook later. just as bad. You know, they, uh, every time you get your, you know, your AdWords and, or you're buying ads and stuff, they change the rules. And, you know, and they, you know, everything, it's like we've given all of our, all of our everything to like eight people that we don't, you know, do we really trust? I like yesterday, Apple says, you know what? Facebook might be listening in on your or whatever. I'm going, who are you to talk, Mr. Apple? Yeah. You know? <laughs> Apple, Google, Facebook. Yeah. I mean, we these are great tools of the future. And now what we see is that these companies, it's not even our government. Right, right. It's actual companies. You know what kind of reminds me of? Remember that movie, Brazil? Yeah, yeah, Brazil, yeah, right. like where the companies <laughs> control everything, everything. or Atlas. Yeah, let's Shrug. make sure we throw Amazon in the pile too. Yeah, okay. well, exactly. I mean, they're taking, they're killing our box store. They're killing everything. I mean, he's he's like uh, taking over everything. And that's, what do you uh, think can be done? I mean, you're a business. Well, I'm coming up. I, I'm coming out with my store. It's mystore.com. And for all the entrepreneurs that have approached me the last couple of years, we're vetting these great American products, great U.S. entrepreneurs. And these products, now I'm going to put them up in a couple months here. We're launching this. So they'll have a safe platform to go and actually get our great products. Even the box stores, they don't care. They do not care if products work. You know what they care? If they sell. That's it. So that's uh, and then they're buying up the dollars per square foot. It's all dollars per square foot. So you're paid off by a big company in a box store. You know we want this square foot because they're starving because mm-hmm. Amazon's strangling them. It's all a. It's we're, wow. We're coming, if Watch something out. doesn't if something doesn't change now. You're, it's going to be bigger than the housing collapse because all your malls are going to go broke. Your your box stores, then your then your uh, uh, theaters, and then your gas station. You know because you're going to be everyone's going to be sitting at home on their cell phones, ordering a drone from Amazon and dropping it on your house and. And it's where it just removes it eliminates the person. It yeah, eliminates the yeah. interaction Absolutely. with people. So what you're saying, inventors out there, entrepreneurs. Listen to Mike Lindell. He's putting together a platform that will give you a place, that will give you a place outside of the scope of these major corporations. This is huge news. And you can go to mystore.com right now and put your product up there to apply. And it's another company, another trusted entity I have that's vetting them all. Obviously, we're not taking things that, you know, we're vetting even the entrepreneurs. So anybody out there that's got some corruptness to them. Careful. <laughs> wow, he's going to be vetting you, right. vetting you. So only the good go to Mike right. Lindell, right? right? He's right. going to know who <laughs> yes. you are. Let's talk a little bit about that because you have such an extraordinary life. You you came from, from really suffering um, t- with addiction, mm-hmm. with issues of addiction, right. to becoming the inventor of one of the best products in America, the most bought product i mean my pillow for crying out loud i can't even turn a channel without seeing my pillow yeah, or listening on, to the radio it's been on tv now 3.2 million times or 2.3 million wow times. do you hold the guinness record for this i don't know they, yeah that'd be kind of fun to check that out they, uh, but i'll tell Talk you about your for, life a little for me yeah it's very surreal i mean i I go back to, and, and funny thing here is I could never talk to people. I was, you know, my parents divorced when I was seven. So I became, got put into a new school. I would either show off like, hey, watch me jump out this bus window or, you know, to fit in. Or I wouldn't talk. If I was a stranger, I wouldn't talk. Even This went all the way up. And I think that's a lot of the reason I became addicted to cocaine. Mm. And then when cocaine, I was a very functioning cocaine addict for 20 years. Married, four kids. We in and, uh, you know, getting by, it was an, always an entrepreneur, but I ended up having 
little bars, bars, you know, which are real good for an addict, right? Yeah, and, uh, little money there yeah, too. <laughs> then it, but then it changed to crack cocaine, and and um, you know, when I ended up, there was a lot of things that happened. When I ended up selling the bars, then and I invented my pillow. I did put all my energies into inventing my pillow, but then it was turned down everywhere. So for for five or six or seven years, I did home shows and fairs. Lost my marriage. I mean, lost everything. And then people trying to take my company. And in uh, 2011, I quit everything. Uh, I, that'll be in my book, that January 16, 2009. All, all my addictions. I even had drug dealers do an intervention. Oh, and, wow. <laughs> they, so drug dealers were trying to get you off. Well, they went, They go, the one day they did this intervention, they go, I got, tried to buy drugs on the streets of Minneapolis. I come back upstairs and... And they go, how'd that work out for you? And he said, you've been promising for years this pillow is just a platform for God, and you're going to come back and help us all wow. someday. And uh, two of them are born-again Christians work for me now, so that's pretty amazing. That and, is uh, so amazing. But we did we did the infomercial, and uh, when we filmed that, now two years, I got my company back slowly, but it was just uh, me and my kids and a couple others working for me. I told my friends and family, let's pool our money. If nobody will take our, my pillow, no box stores, let's make our own infomercial. And I, I had a dream. I wanted to make it real with a real audience and, and uh, just a friend of mine, and we went to do this. Now, remember, I had a fear of rejection. I couldn't talk to people, you know, but, but they, it was like, you can't, if you don't, you don't get rejected if you don't talk, right? That's so, right. So the night before, they brought in this producer the night before we were filming this, and he said, that, we're doing our reads, he said, this guy's going to be the worst I've ever seen in history on TV. And I went, Wow, I went he out was there, so wrong. I went out there the next day, and I go, and I couldn't talk, and I said, I, I was just so scared of the audience, and they, they. I said, "Can we just get rid of the teleprompters and bring in a table like I used to do at the shows?" And we brought in a table that was like my, you know, my my comfort zone. And we did it. It aired October seventh, two thousand eleven. I was living in my sister's basement, and we had like five employees. Forty days later, we had five hundred employees, and just went. Whoo. Do you attribute that to your deep? faith? Yeah, that was, you know, I always wore my cross. I didn't have that relationship with Jesus. Here you go. When did that happen? February 18, 2017. Wow. So that's just a a few years ago. But I always wanted that. God was always chasing me. He was always chasing me. And I, and I knew, you know, I knew this platform that was there that he had this, that I had this calling. We all have callings on our lives. And and now I'm able to go out and speak out for Jesus like I did a pillow. I mean, my bigger calling is the evangelistic. God gave us grace November 8th, 2016 for our country and for people to get, you know, this amazing transformation and revival we're living in right now. I mean, we're living in these. There's so many great things going on now. I mean, it's, you know, I, I look at people all the time and people come out to me. They say, Mike, you alienated half your base or I mean, half your people to buy a pillow. And I go, no, they all love my pillow. And they go, I just tell it like it is, you know, that. You know, You're being is, true to yourself. I'm being true to myself. I met the, I met the president before he was president in a private meeting. And, and uh, one of the things they said now. Don't tell him. Uh, don't tell him that you were a crack addict. What's one of the first things I said? He goes, Mike, you always wear your cross on TV. Are you a Christian? I said, I said, yes, Mr. Trump. And uh, this was before the election. It was the summer of sixteen. And I said, and this is a very divine appointment. And he goes, and now uh, we talked about the inner city and all these things he said he was going to do. And my pillow being made in the USA. And 
I walked out of there. I go, he's going to be the greatest president in history. And I and I didn't know anything about politics. You know, I was, uh, you know. You could feel that communication. I could just he was feel listening. that he was good for his word. He, his, he had no, I told people back then, you know, his agenda is to help everyone. But I talked to his employees, Sarah, and they were like talking to mine. Every one of them loved him. He had this, you know, you can tell a lot by the person by who they work for. I got to you tell know. you, I had that experience, too, when I was interviewing him before the election. Right. And I went to Trump Tower and they were saying to me, he is one of the greatest guys I've ever worked for in yeah. my life. I'd never leave. Yes. I've been here over 20 years. Right. This man, he asks me every time he comes in, how's your family? How's your kids? Yeah. What's going on? Mm-hmm. You look great today. You know, yeah. Yeah. keep it up. People feel good about that. Absolutely. Tell me in the last two years, you know, things have changed for you so extraordinarily. Right. I mean, you've done a film, Unplanned. Right. You're now a producer. You're doing more films. I hear you're investing more in film. Yeah. And you also have, uh, it's the Lindell Recovery Network. Right. Can you talk a little bit about those? Yeah, that's going to be, that's that's my baby. And that's, uh, people have seen me, you know, my story of hope, my life story and where I'm at now. And what it is, it's going to be a, a website where the, where the addicts can go. You go there, and I'm going to I'm going to be like a tour guide, and I'll say, put in your age and your addiction. Like a 20 year old opiate addict might not relate to a 50 year old meth addict. So they put in their age and their addiction, and all these I have ten, tens of thousands of stories we've gathered over the last two years, but they're not stories of bottoms. They're commonality to the drug. So like if I was doing crack, you know, I got tired of peeking out windows. I got tired of looking for baking soda. I got tired of buying a whole set of silverware when all I needed was a spoon. Now the addict knows, wow, they made it. And they look at that and they're going, how did they make it? And then I'm going, hey, you guys. And now I'm selling them again on this. I said, over here, I have vetted. Right now we're up to 3,500 treatments, all faith-based because they work. So I tell the addict, here, you go in here. And I said, and I, and I say, you know what? Think of it like a, a carpenter. You have an apprentice. This is going to be like an apprentice on life. And I, and I get them sold on it. Then I say, you guys get out. You're going to have a job. I have mentors waiting for you, paid mentors all over the country. These are careers. And then we're going to have relapse matches where like a um, re, relapse trigger matches. So let's say um, I come out of a center and um, I get, uh, let's say, Uncle Ray dies or something happens or my kids don't like me yet or whatever. Whatever that is, if my mentor hasn't went through that, I put it in this app and it's 24-7 like my call center. And you get exact person matched up that went through that exact same thing. And it's easy then to talk. And it's a story of hope, help, and mentorship. And it's going to change this country. Wow, it's going to change social media. I mean, you're actually creating a tool so that people have a sponsor available at their hands right right away, somebody that can understand them. And they have to have been through, I mean, this is going to, when this comes out, the whole structure they've had to, in order to be one of my certified counselors, you had to have been an addict, went through the treatment, and you've had this, you know, um, you're certified. So you're, you had to have been through it. Addicts trust people that have been through it. That's their hope. Well, that's incredible. And now quickly on your film, Unplanned, tell me how that's changed your life, your perception of what's happened in America. We had such a great response from audiences across the country, and it really changed the way people thought and think about abortion. Right. And, you know, they just did Bandit in Canada, just got on board last week. They let it back in. Yes, (laughs) Canada. Thank you. Giving people a choice. You could watch it. You don't have to watch it. They had called me a year ago to real quick, and and I didn't know, you know, I didn't know anything about the film they said Mike we want you to do a cameo in it and they were short money and I prayed about it. I said I am all in and the timing of it Sarah was so can you believe how the timing of it they're you know killing babies in Virginia and New York and and uh, and here this comes out at the perfect time in history 
That's right. I remember being in Virginia and I was actually interviewing people on the streets during that legislation when when that was being discussed. Right. You know, after the birth, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Abortion, which was so unbelievable to right, me and right. I, I it made all the difference in the world that your right, film it was right. almost God said, it was right? God's timing and and you know so many people and then we have help one of the things we added at the end it's a true story too that's that's so that's what's so amazing about it this true story of Abby Johnson and when she was with Planned Parenthood and left and and to have the help at the end of the movie I wanted you know to help we're helping we're to me we're transforming lives too that not just saving lives but transformation where people can forgive themselves if they you know and be set free and uh it's so I, amazing well I love that and I'm gonna I'm gonna just keep this going for a little bit longer I know we have time constraints here on our podcast <laughs> I don't know why but we do but I want to talk to you a little bit more so I'm gonna keep this going I want to know a little bit about Minnesota. What's going on? Okay. Uh, and come, I mean, what do people think about Representative Ilhan Omar? Well, let me tell you, um, her building, there's a, a building she went after, a company right next to mine. I mean, she. there's things going on you don't even see. And I will tell you this, Minnesota will, I'm going to do so much in Minnesota over the next year and a half, you won't even see any blue. You know, I mean, it's going to be, I just want the people to get to know the good things that are going on. And but we're ground zero. Minnesota is ground zero with her being there. And what she's trying to do is horrific. Well, do you think the people in Minnesota support this, her constituents? What do you think's going on here? Why the, does she have such a big voice well, in the Democratic we have, Party. We have, you know, when we when, the, when they were uh, the Somalians came in, there's more per capita in Minnesota outside of Somalia than anywhere yes. in the world. So that so makes sense. She has all their voters in that district, and and uh, I think there was a lot of stuff that went on. But you know, it's to try and change our businesses to match something that we can't that we, you know. We're not, they come here and match what we are doing in business rather than the other way around. I mean, she went after Amazon, who was right next door to me, and I had to actually say, you know, I, I, I hate to say it, but I got to agree with Amazon and what, what they were trying to get him to do. Yeah, I remember, <laughs> I remember that. And I, one of the things that I wanted to ask you is, give me just a few details of how you're going to change Minnesota, how you're going to shift I'm, Minnesota to red. I'm going to go, I'm going to do so many of my own rallies where I'm going to go city to city. And if the media blocks me, usually when it's election, the media in Minnesota will block me from, you know, you know, right now they'll say, Hey, if you cross the street, Mike, we'd like to be there, but, you know, but, <laughs> but not during an election. So I'm going to be doing these rallies and, and drawing people and, and talking to just educate him on the good things we're doing. Like that, you know, this is ground zero for my recovery network in Minnesota. That's and great. all the, impl- un- the unemployment, I just had to shift, this is a, to shift from my, um, uh, into a shipping fulfillment for my, my store. I had another company, we had employees, they could have, it would have been like an eight week layoff there, or, you know, we had 150. They grabbed them all right away because they're, you know, you know we have more jobs than workers right now. It's amazing in Minnesota. These are people I grew up with and going, wow, this is, and Sarah, I want to tell you, entrepreneurs now can finally take chances and take risks because they have a safety net of a good job anywhere they look. And now, you know, they're willing to take risks in businesses and stuff. The consumer confidence is at all time high where I'm at, but they need to know why that is and not to be brainwashed by the media saying it was something else that wasn't. This was our president. That's right. It almost sounds as if you may be running for office. Does anyone (laughs) think that Mike Lindell may be thinking about a future in politics? Would that be something we could look forward to? 
Uh, I always say, I've been asked that a million times, and you know what? If I prayed about it, if God had me go that direction, I would do it in a heartbeat. So it's feeling a little bit more in that direction, in my opinion, now that you're going to be doing rallies all across <laughs> do, Minnesota. I'm not, ra- not trying to drag it out of you. I'm not going to try to drag it out of you. But yeah, but I would, uh, I really, our state, um, you know, I just think it is ground zero, and there's so many, I, I think that they, the inner cities and everything they've been they have been lied to for so long and promises made and never kept and now you finally have a president and we have an administration where we're keeping promises keeping promises and, uh, we're seeing the lowest unemployment rates for latinos yeah, for yeah, african americans yeah. all across the board yeah. minorities right. i'm sure in minnesota in certain areas that right. are uh, you know depreciated areas right. maybe they're you getting know, they, the feeling that they could come back, right? Right, that, absolutely. The Hispanics, think of the Hispanics. They're the most Christian family-orientated uh, Democrat ever. And and they're going, and I'm going, they should be, hey, look at it. This is the, you know, we're bringing God back to schools and bringing family, you know, the family values back. Do you know, Sarah, in our country, they pulled a prison. And they're in the prison, they all of the inmates in there, these are felons now. Do, how many, what was the percentage you think, where both parents got married, planned their kid, had their kid, and were still married to that day? Tell me. Zero percent. That's wow. how important the family unit is. It is. And, and it's, um, and you know, if you're, if in the Hispanic community, they're, they're still, they still have that. And, but they're being, once again, they've been lied to too, saying, you know, this is who we are over here. And then as soon as the race is over, you know, it goes back to the, to nothing's done. Well, and that's what we're seeing. We're seeing a rise in socialistic values, oh, socialism in the so United sad. States. We've got to make capitalism cool again because capitalism yep. is cool. Right. It's cool to right. feel good about yourself. It's great to know that you've built something right. from scratch and right. worked hard for it. It doesn't feel good when someone gives you a handout right. and tells you, right. guess what? You can't be anything. You can't make it right. because I have to help you make it. Right. No, guess what? We can do it individually. Look at what Mike Lindell's done. Well, it's a self-worth thing, you know. And like all my employees, I have 1,500 of them. And all the building, all the other businesses around me now, these guys, are they take pride. We have careers. Careers, not just jobs. Careers. And that's why I am so happy, Mike, that you were on the first guest in studio with me, Mike Lindell, the first guest in studio. <laughs> and I've had people from Guatemala on the phone, <laughs> all, all kinds of guests right now on the last four uh, podcasts and some solo. But this has been so wonderful. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Folks, this is Mike Lindell. He's a proud American. He's a great American. His product is made in America, and we should feel so proud of that and i hope there are more inventors and entrepreneurs just like you young people who look up to you and say wow one of these days i want to be like mike lindell i hope and i pray that you guys get that chance he's an amazing human being thank you so much for being here uh, with the sarah carter podcast and please go to my website sarahcarter.com it was great being with you and come back next week we have so much going on at sarahcarter.com.